Welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavruta Yerdina Osband, our daf of the day, Masach Bavakama, daf Lamed Gimel, page 33. We have two Mishnayot on this daf, um, plenty of Gemara. The first Mishnah is long, the second Mishnah is short. We kind of drew straws, not exactly. Shnei Shvarim Tamin Shchavlu We have two oxen that are the kind of oxen that have not yet done any kind of goring. Um, and they injure each other. And this is, I think, the classic, you know, let's mock the Gemara for talking about ox and the gore each other, because if your ox gores my ox, this is exactly that Mishnah. Um, okay, now you have to evaluate the damages, and then they figure out if one is worth, worth if everybody has an equal amount of damage, if it's, a, you know, to the penny, everybody just goes home, right? Like, it's a shame that there was damage, but nobody has to pay anybody else because they'd be paying each other the same amount that they'd be keeping. But if one of the oxen is damaged more badly or more expensively, really, then then the owner of the ox that did that, you know, extra additional damage pays half of the damage, meaning because it's chatzinezek, because we're talking about goring oxes that are tam, that have, don't have a, a track record already. What if they already did have a track record? And then again, you evaluate how much the damage costs, and the one that has, you know, the one that is damaged more receives, in that case, the complete payment of damages. What happens, and this, of course, is where we get tricky, you have one that is a non-goring ox, and the other that already has a track record of goring. Then if the if the goring ox, the one that has a history of goring, um, damaged the non-goring ox more, you know, more badly with a greater cost, then that owner would pay Nezek Shalim, the complete net damages. Tam Bamuad, but if the you know, if the an um innocent, not innocent, but you know, the ox that doesn't have a track record of goring damages the goring ox more, you know, more badly, and then that owner would only pay chatzinezek. So, so far, as much as we've come up with a whole bunch of complicated cases, the the psak, the halacha for what should be paid to whom, I think it's exactly what we would expect it to be. Like everybody's staying in their lane in terms of um, the amount, right? Is the owner obligated to pay complete damages or only half damages? And then we've got a, a new parallel in the Mishnah. What if you have two people? They injure each other. However, if you have people and one is liable to pay the other damages, then the difference, right, the amount that would have to be paid is going to be nezek shalim. It's going to be complete damages. There's no chatzi nezek because we've already established that we expect people to protect and guard themselves against not only injury, but also from injuring others. And that would be, again, uh, you have to pay full damages. Now, Adam b'muad, a muad ba'adam. Now, let's say you have an ox that is already muad. It has a track record of goring. And you have a person who causes damage to the muad ox, or vice versa. So in those cases, all of them, the the difference, right, the difference of the damages would be paid by the owner or by the person who did the damage, depending, and the amount that would be paid would be complete damages. Adam Adam 
And then the, the Mishnah here suggests what happens if you have a person and, um, and an ox that does not have a track record of goring and ha- they injure each other. So it lines up again exactly as you would expect that if the, the injury is more, the, if greater harm is caused by the person, then the person has to pay nezek shalim, the complete damages. And if the injury is more caused by the, the non-goring ox, then the owner of the non-goring ox would have to pay chatsi nezek, only half damages. Rabbi Kiva Omer, adam, but Rabbi Kiva says that the owner of a, of a short time, uh, an, uh, an ox that does not have a history of goring, would still have to pay full damages to the person. Um, why? Because if you're, because Rabbi Kiva says you, you got a person who got injured here, right? Meaning it's a, it's a different thing than if it's property injuring property. Once an ox even a non-goring ox injures a person, according to Rabbi Akiva, the owner of that ox would have to pay Nezek Shalim, the complete damages, because you've injured a person. And then the Gemara picks up right at the very end of this mission. It doesn't go back to the beginning, everything that was so nice and straightforward. Tana Rabbanan brings in a different case, right, where the sages taught, Kemishpat Hazeya Aselo, Kemishpat, sorry, um, the, this is from the verse in Shemot in Exodus 21, where it says, like this, right, according to this, uh, shall be done to him. Meaning this is specifically the case of where you have an ox that gored a person. Um, it says specifically gored a, a son or a daughter, right? So that's where you have injury caused to a human being by the ox. And the Gemara explains here, mishpat shur kach mishpat shur Thus, just like the, the of an ox against an ox, so too, an ox against a person. The Gemara lines it up to be exactly as the Mishnah lined it up to the exclusion of Rabbi Akiva's opinion, meaning that if it's a short time, it's an, it's an ox that does not have a history of goring, according to this Gemara, according to this Limud, um, the, the owner should only have to pay half damages. But then Rabbi Akiva comes along. Rabbi Akiva Omer, you're talking about where it says, according to this judgment, this judgment, meaning the halacha about how an ox would gore a person, is judged like, and then he says, we're only going to apply that learning to the case of a sure mu'ad. Meaning, instead of saying, all of this is going to apply, that distinction between the ox with the history of goring and the ox that does not have history of goring. There's no, no, like this, meaning like this specifically of an ox that has a history of goring, which was the last case mentioned, so that it should apply like the Nezek Shalem, the complete damages case, and not like the Chatzin Nezek case, not the half damages case. Um, I'm going to stop here because, you know, the Gemara obviously continues because it doesn't it always, but the the rationale here for Rabbi Akiva um, is more specific in the way he interprets the, in the way he, he pins it in on the verse. But I think the Mishnah actually might do Rabbi Kiva a little more credit here because that kind of fine-tuned reading of the verses, on the one hand, like, yes, we can understand why you'd say that. I think that the default reading would be, you know, like this, like all of this that we just saw, which is the, the, the majority view. Rabbi Kiva's view, I, I think when the mission just kind of doesn't give him an explanation, but he just says, like, if it's a person, he has to pay complete damages. I, I kind of 
it sits better with me that he would simply say, no, no, you're talking about a person. A person got injured. A person, you have to pay full damages. And I, I wonder if he wasn't looking for a, a way to learn that from the verses instead of saying, well, this is the default reading. It's not the default reading. Uh, look, I think it's interesting how they learn these halachot out. Um, and, you know, this is a very typical exchange between Rabbi Akiva and the rabbis, you know, of really reading Psukim carefully. Rabbi Akiva always has sort of his own opinion, um, and we're sort of not surprised by it. Um, the Mishnah then continues. It's essentially a continuation of the Mishnah that you just read. So here we're talking about oxes that are not worth the same amount. So if an ox is worth a manav, right, we're going to say that's 100 zoos, and a gores an ox is worth 200 zoos, veina nevela yafeklum, and the carcass is worthless. In other words, the ox is gored so badly that you can't even resell the dead animal, right? Because remember, that's what you do. You resell the carcass, and then you you pay who's ever, you know, who, who's ever the owner of the goring ox pays the owner of the, you know, of the dead, of the carcass ox, uh, sort of the difference of value. No tell at sure. So then what happens in that case, the damaged party actually just takes the live ox. And here I think the what what's uh you know what's interesting here is is that um you can only take it if uh if you know you're sort of getting less because in other words he's taking the live the the ox that's still alive which is only worth a hundred mana even though their ox was worth 200 mana, 200 zoos, excuse me, I said mana, was worth one mana, 100 zoos, even though the lot, the dead ox was really worth 200 zoos. So the Gemara wants to start off by saying, who authors this Mishnah, right? Mani, whose opinion is this? Rabbi Akiva, it's the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, Titania. And we quote a Brisa here, Yoshama Shorbebetin, right? The live ox basically gets assessed in court. Right, and the owner then pays the damaged party its value. Divi Rabbi Yishmael, the Torah Rabbi Yishmael says, Rabbi Yekiva Mer Tashor. Right, Rabbi Yekiva says, no, the um, uh, the the shore just gets transferred basically over to the damaged party. Um, and so the Mishnah seems to follow this opinion of Rabbi Yekiva. Now the Gemara is going to explain what's the machlokas between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Yekiva. Right beforehand, you explain a machlokas between Rabbi Yekiva and the rabbis. Now we have Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Yekiva, which we know is a classic uh, sort of machlokas, right? They, they have very different approaches to this type of halachic exegesis, right? They, they tend to have very differing approaches of how to interpret psukim. But my kamaflike, Rabbi Yishmael Savar, so Rabbi Yishmael holds, Baal Chofu Vizuzehu Demasikle. The damaged party is now considered to be the damager's creditor and has a claim against him for the payment of money, not the ox. For Rabbi Akiva Savar, they're considered partners in the ox that's still alive. In other words, once this happens, they're considered to be partners, which is a very interesting way to think about it. I, I think Rabbi Akiva is much more innovative. The Kamafliga Bahai Kra, and they, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, they're disagreeing about the following Pasuk. Right? They shall sell the live ox, and then they divide the money. This is Pasuk from Shemot, chapter 21, verse 35. Rabbi Shmuel holds that that instruction to sell the live ox is to the court, right? And then until that happens, 
it remains the the damager, right? The damager's property. Rabbi Akiva holds uh, that um, the damaged party uh, and the damager both hold the uh, both own that ox together, and they basically have to sell it together. That that's basically what happens. And so then it goes, my benayhu. What, what's the difference? What practically? What's the difference between these? Higdishu nizak eka benayhu. So the difference would be when the damaged party consecrates it, right? So according to Rabbi Yishmael, it can't be consecrated because it's really owned by the bait team, right? And according to Rabbi Kiva, it could be consecrated because in a way, the 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 nizak, the the person who's who was damaged, he owns part of that ox and he can actually consecrate it. And then from there, what the Gemara basically does is it's going to go to other sort of discussions or questions uh, about, uh, you know, different types of scenarios, right? Like, what if the damager sold the ox, right? What would you, how would Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva uh, sort of try to work this out? Um, so that's a very interesting discussion from there. And then they're going to bring, you know, a couple of braces that deal with the same sort of uh uh, some of these same sort of question of if the ox got sold, um, you know, how do you, or if it got consecrated and how are these things actually, uh, how were these things actually handled? And I, I, you get the sense, this seems to be very practical. Like these things could really happen. That's our DOPS discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us reviews where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think of this stuff. Thank you to Rebony Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn. Thank <music> you.